0: Shh. Are the kids gone? Good. It's time for Telling Lies to Children with me, your host, Paul Durham. This is a first-of-its-kind podcast, one hosted by a children's author, that's me again, but intended for adults who live and breathe children's literature. That's you. Whether you're a librarian, a media specialist, a teacher, or a parent, we all work with children every day. But sometimes it's nice to talk like adults with adults who share our love of children's books and publishing. I'll be chatting with editors at the world's biggest publishing houses, literary agents, award-winning authors, booksellers, librarians, and even young readers. Join me and my guests as we give you a candid, behind-the-scenes look at children's publishing, the business of telling lies to children, but only the best kinds of lies, of course. Welcome and I hope you enjoy the show. Hey everyone, it's Paul Durham, and welcome to Telling Lies to Children. It's been a long time since you've heard from me, it's been a few months now, uh, and the reason for that has been I've been pretty busy. Uh, what have I been up to? I've actually been launching my brand new middle grade novel called The Last Gargoyle. Uh, It is on uh, bookshelves and online everywhere now. Uh, People have had some really nice things to say about it. It was named uh, the Amazon Editor's Top Pick for January. Uh, It is an uh, kids indie next list pick uh, for winter 2017 2018 um, all sorts of good stuff of course I'm really proud of it and uh, I thought it would be fun uh, for anyone who hasn't picked up the book or is curious about it or might be wondering um, is it like the luck uglies is it uh, different than the luck uglies uh, I thought it would be fun to read the first chapter so that everybody has a chance to hear it. Um, so I will just give a, a real quick introduction. The last gargoyle uh, is actually not about a gargoyle. It is about a grotesque. His name is Penhallow. He's 130 years old, uh, and he is sort of a stone statue, like you might picture a uh, gargoyle being. Uh, he lives on top of a apartment building in modern-day Boston, but he does not spit water from his mouth. He does not drain water away from the rooftop. That's what gargoyles do, Uh, and uh, he thinks of gargoyles as glorified water fountains. What he is, Panhello, is a grotesque, uh, and his job is a very important one. His job is to keep the residents of his building, he calls them his wards, safe from things that go bump in the night. Those could be evil spirits or anything else that uh, might put them in harm's way. And uh, as the book opens, Penhalo has two friends who are also grotesques, and they're the only ones left in the city. And they've been living a, a pretty uh, pretty low-key uh, kind of existence. There hasn't been a whole lot going on for them to worry about or fret over. Um, but not long thereafter, a powerful, mysterious force from the underworld emerges and sort of turns Penhalo's existence upside down. And before long, uh, it's up to him. Everything's on his shoulders as to how not only is he going to protect the residents of his building, but the entire city uh, from this strange uh, and new force. So uh, with that, I thought it would be fun just to read chapter one. So I hope you like it, and here we go. Chapter one, what goes bump in the night? My earliest memory is of a crib a darkened room, and three shadows slipping through the doorway with bad intentions. You'd be surprised how many first memories include a visit from the shadows. Parents like to stamp these visitors with convenient labels. Nightmares, figments, overactive imaginations. They have other names, though. Shadowmen, dark wanderers, netherkin, names that aren't so neat and tidy. This first memory is a very old one. Gaslit street lamps glow outside my building. The road below is quiet. The carriage is parked, and the horses all stabled for the night. The three shadow men flicker by the doors. The one in the hat hovers in the middle, his eyes white slits in an otherwise featureless face. The one with the horns stands to his left, studying the crib with a hunger I sense but cannot see. Maybe... If I lie very still, they won't see me. Maybe, if I'm lucky, they won't realize I'm here at all. It's the third shadow that steps forward first. The one with the teeth. Gleaming, white, and perfect. Odd, since nobody had perfect teeth back then. He creeps toward me without a sound. An eager but cautious prowler. My insides are churning. I force myself not to budge. There's no one here. I repeat silently to myself, nobody at all, as if my thoughts might be enough to convince him. The one with the teeth hesitates but keeps coming. He hovers over the crib, and I see his perfect mouth twist into a wicked grin. He reaches down toward the blankets, long black fingertips grasping for a small foot or toe. I allow myself to smile too. The one with the teeth has taken my bait. I catch him by his wrist. He recoils in surprise, but I hold fast, punching my other hand right through him. It leaves a transparent hole that I peek through, offering a wink to his sinister companions by the door. I open my fist and study the handful of smoky black essence steaming between my fingers. It smells pungent and sour, so, of course, I give it a taste. The one with the teeth's own mouth goes wide, and he promptly collapses in a flutter of vapor. I spring over the rails of the crib, but the one in the hat and the one with the horns are quick. Their forms break apart and scatter like a flock of frightened birds, disappearing into the cracks of the walls before I can do worse. I glance back at the crib and its tiny occupant. A young boy tosses and turds fitfully in his blanket, his face hot and flushed as his lips tremble in his sleep. But he has nothing more to fear. The shadow men won't return on this night or any other. Not if I have anything to say about it. Don't look so surprised. I never said the crib was mine. What goes bump in the night? If you're lucky, I do. And that is chapter one of The Last Gargoyle. Uh, I hope you'll pick it up. I will be back again soon. This was just a quick episode today, but I'll be back again soon with interviews from authors, uh, some great editors and publishing professionals lined up for 2018. Uh, And until then... Happy reading. Talk to you soon. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. As always, Telling Lies to Children was brought to you by, well, nobody. Just me and my guests. One of the nice things about being completely unknown in the vast world of podcasting is that you don't have to listen to me read 10 minutes worth of ads at the beginning and end of every episode. But I hope you'll check out my website, pauldurhambooks.com. There you can find out more about the Luck Ugly series, you can book a school visit, you can shop the newly opened Dead Fish Inn gift shop, or just reach out and say hello. I'd love to hear from you. You can also find links to all of my guests' websites and social media there. So until next time, I wish you happy reading, ugly luck, and I look forward to chatting with you again soon. Bet that woke you up. See you next time.